this is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 237th episode of Talk Direction. Um, yeah, so today we have a big old episode. We're doing a song discussion for the first time in a while, so I'm super psyched about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some big news stories. So this intro is going to be a little bit quicker than usual because I want to really jump in to that good old stuff. Um... Yeah, so quick check-in, Lucia. How are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. It's been a tough time, but I'm here. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. How are you? Um, yeah, this week has been really nice because I've had a kind of a bit of a break from some of the intense studying stuff, mm. um, but I am gearing up for another three weeks of more intense studying stuff oof yeah so that is where i am at (laughs) um so yeah like i said news and then song discussion on sunflower um and for anyone who doesn't know we have changed to two episodes per month instead of our four episodes per month that we usually do just because it is really intense being in med school and I can't swing it doing four episodes a month um that being said we're still doing four episodes of our mini podcast episode like little episodes talk direction down low which we put up on our patreon um and that's a monthly subscription where you can pay one dollar to fifty five dollars ten dollars a month um and get that bonus content from us and that's at patreon.com slash talk direction Some of our last mini episodes, we talked about Liam's engagement, and we went really deep in on that. (laughs) We talked about the McDonald's footage from Carpool Karaoke. We talked about the LP show, a whole bunch more. This week, we're talking about um, fall, folklore, 1D quizzes, Halloween, upcoming, we've got Fanfic Book Club, um and i added more space for us to talk about the policeman movie news um on our tddl because i thought we might have more to say about it that we just aren't gonna have time for in the main show um where we can just kind of get into the our deeper feelings about the movie so if you're interested in that go check out patreon.com slash talk direction all right let's get into the policeman (laughs) so um we heard the news that Harry is going to be in a movie called, um, what is it? Don't Worry Darling. Uh, and then shortly after that, <laughs> there was rumors Harry's going to be in an X-Men movie. And then shortly after that, we have this news that Harry's going to be in a movie based on the book My Policeman by Bethan Roberts. So this kind of, it's weird that all this movie news is happening right at once. I know. Um, but it's super exciting. And this is a book Harry was seen carrying around in his pocket back in February. So little did we know that he may have been auditioning for the role or getting ready to audition for the role by reading this book. Um, 
I'm assuming. I don't think it's coincidental. Um, yeah. But yeah, so now it's all coming back around. Um, and this is a movie that's been grabbed by Amazon Studio. It's going to be directed by Michael Grandage. Uh, and I think Ron Nyswaner is doing the screenplay um for the from like for, for the book to movie adaption um and the plot of the movie is set in the 1950s brighton my policeman tells the story of school teacher marion who immediately falls for tom when the pair first meet but tom is torn between two worlds when he falls in love with patrick a museum curator set at a time when homosexuality was illegal Tom is forced to question whether it would be safer for him to marry Marion before the love before the love lives of all three characters eventually collide with devastating consequences. This film, the film will reportedly employ a flashback structure and also takes place in the late 90s when Tom and Marion take an elderly invalid. I'm not sure about that word. Um, I think that's right. Okay. Patrick into their home, forcing them to revisit the events that took place 40 years earlier. So almost like a, like a flashback type of situation. It makes me think of Ethan Frome, actually. I don't know if anyone had to read that in school. It was, I, I didn't. I don't even know that. It was a doozy of a book and not good. Don't recommend. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> it had that idea of like someone who had like fallen in love with another person even though they were married to someone else and then they have to as they're old have to take care of like the love triangle because oh. one of them's injured Interesting. um so but that came from idea. yeah exactly um but this one's a queer love story so yeah. there's another dynamic um that description came from nme the magazine um but you can find it pretty much anywhere it seems to be like very similar to what i've seen um yeah, so he's Harry is being looked at to play Tom, so the policeman, um, and Lily James is being considered for Marion, the woman, um, his like the woman who falls in love with the policeman. I don't think we have anyone yet for Patrick, the museum curator, but apparently he's supposed to be an older man. Don't know. Is um, Lily James definitely cast? Or is that well, it doesn't seem like too. Harry or Lily James are definitely cast, okay. but those are the two names that have been floated around. Got it. Um, like, you know how they say, like, in final talks with, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, what does that mean? Because, right. like, we, we thought Harry was going to be Eric and the Little Mermaid, but that got taken <sighs> away from us. <laughs> so. Yeah, it did. Yeah, Lily James, for those who don't know her, she's a British actress. She was in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, uh, Yesterday, Baby Driver, Downton Abbey other stuff um yeah i really like her so i'm excited that she could be playing um harry's counterpart in the movie and it seems like harry would be kind of the main character if he's the one torn between the two worlds so yeah and i guess if these if they are both in this movie then they would be playing the like 1950s version like the younger yeah. version yeah yeah that characters. makes sense I wonder if they'll, like, do makeup and make them look old for the 90s. Oh. <laughs> As opposed to having different actors. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they typically do for those things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Like, makeup can be really good, so. It's or, true. like, CGI and stuff. What would Harry look like if they were, I guess, if he was, spo- like, supposed to be, like, 
what, like, 25 or something mm-hmm. in the flashbacks, and then 40 years later, it's, like, 65. I wonder what yeah. he would look, look like <laughs> a 65-year-old. <laughs> that would be so weird. Would he um, be gray? I probably, or would they make him bald? Would he have a little gray mustache? Oh, my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> Truly. Um... Yeah, so what are your thoughts on this? So I remember seeing this book. I remember when he was carrying this book, and it seemed really intriguing. I I never read it, um, <clears throat> and I didn't remember the plot. It sounds like it could be, like, really sad. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I would be so thrilled to see Harry in a movie like this because, um, as we've talked about before, like, Dunkirk just is not my jam. Um, but like this kind of movie, I feel like I would be really interested in, and I would love to see Harry playing like more of a complex character and I'd love to see him playing a queer character, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and I love Lily James too. So it's like a bonus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this, if, if this ends up being real, I think it could be really, really cool. And like, it would be really interesting to see Harry play a character like this that like, you know. I mean, I haven't read the book, but from the description, it seems like it's going to be a really complex character and going to be, like, probably a very emotional yeah. story. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see him portray all these emotions, both between Don't Worry, Dar- Darling, which it seems like he might be a real creeper in that movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, like, <laughs> this movie where he's, like, love-torn, dealing with, like, pressures of society and not being allowed to be gay and Mm -hmm. in love with a man but also there's this woman that might be easier to be with it's just like there's yeah it's not dynamics yeah it's not really clear from the description again i don't i'm not familiar with the story if it's a situation where like he's in love with both of these people and he has to choose or if it's a situation where he's like not actually in love with marion at all but he Mm -hmm. um feels like he has to be with her for like safety um and like what her role is and like what she is aware of. like does she know i don't know it's a, it could be yeah. really interesting well it sounds like it sounds like based on before the love lives of all three characters eventually collide with devastating consequences that at some point it all comes out in the wash <laughs> right but who knows what that means I know. Well, I did read the Wikipedia. Oh, so, I you, know a so you do bit. know what it means. <laughs> I know a little bit what it means. Maybe I'll just read this story. I I feel like um, it seems like it, it's a good story to read, yeah. regardless of whether or not Harry ends up being in the movie. Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to read it and like get excited about the movie after reading it and talk about it on the podcast or something. Yeah, we should like definitely do that club. if it ends up being real. Yeah. I wonder if, like, um, if this is real, I wonder if Harry is, like, trying to do more movies because he can't, like, perform anymore or, like, right now. And if he's kind of looking into the long-term future of, like, what if it's a long time before he can, like, get on stage again. And, like, we know performing is such, like, a big part of what he loves about Mm -hmm. doing music. So I wonder if that's part of why he's, like, maybe doing more movies now because he wants to, like, be able to perform. And That's such a good point because, like, it seems, I mean, he just had to cancel the end of this year, which mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it wasn't canceled yet. I didn't either. But it sounds like next year might also be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so 
or at least a big chunk of it. I mean, I know we're mm-hmm. lucky in that we've got our concerts in like October. Yeah. But I I don't know. I really don't know if um if things will be done by then. So mm-hmm. it seems like that is a really good way to look at it to like maybe smaller movie sets and things are able to go on. Yeah. Um, so to get some cool roles and it seems like these are roles that again like he handpicked right um, you know things that he's really excited about so yeah um, I'm really hoping this is real it seems like it'll be really exciting mm-hmm. to get this <laughs> um, yeah so we're going to talk in TDDL more about what conversations might come up given that Harry is playing a queer character. Um, sort of like what we're excited about for that. Uh, and then also like what kind of negative things could come up in interviews. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Harry's sexuality in the past, and it's kind of been really invasive and not great. So we're going to delve into that more um, on TDDL. Um, that's on our Patreon at patreon.com slash talk direction. So if you're interested in all those opinions, go check it out there. Mm-hmm. All right, moving into our main discussion, we are doing Sunflower Volume 6 uh, as our song discussion for today. Um, how do you feel about jumping back into song discussions, Lucia? I'm excited to do song discussions again i feel like i really missed them it's as we talk about they're definitely my favorite episodes to do but they're also the most work um especially whoever is uh planning the episode (laughs) so not as much work for me today because i'm just here with my thoughts yeah um but yeah i really love doing song discussions and i feel like we'll probably do more of them going forward since we're recording like less often Mm mm-hmm um, although maybe it'll work the other way. I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> I, I'm excited to be doing a song discussion again. Me too. I'm glad we're making the effort to do it. Yes. <laughs> I think my thing is I just like get so hyped up about wanting to make it perfect. And like then mm-hmm. you just never do it. And it's like you better just you're better off yeah. just like doing it half decently. <laughs> and actually that is doing like it. my lesson in life right now is like trying to learn um yeah to not strive for perfection and like yeah it's better to do the thing than to not do it because you can't do it perfectly yes exactly it's very hard for me yeah it is difficult it really is um so hopefully we do this justice even if we're half-assing it (laughs) no we're not (laughs) half-assing it (laughs) Um, yeah but i'm i'm excited So this song was written by Harry, Kid Harpoon, and Greg Kirsten. Um, This is the only song on Fine Line that Greg Kirsten helped write. He also produced it. Um, But Kirsten is known for working with tons of artists. Um, He worked with Adele. Like, he was involved in Hello, her whole album, 25. I think before that as well. Mm -hmm. Like, he... like won Grammys for that most notably um he worked with Sia on Chandelier Maren Morris on her album Girl and like notably the song The Bones 
He worked on Damn with Kendrick Lamar. He's worked with Paul McCartney, Liam Gallagher, Kelly Clarkson, Pink. And also you might recognize him because he has worked with Niall in the past on both Flickr and Heartbreak Weather. And I know we've talked about him before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a big name. And I wonder like how Harry just got maybe a writing session with him or somehow he was there at a studio and they ended up writing. Mm-hmm. Um because he wasn't involved in any of the other songs. But yeah, it's cool that he sort of got this one song with him. Yeah, definitely. Um, So this Sunflower Volume 6 is on side C of the album. I know it's been a while, but we have to throw back to (laughs) the fact that (laughs) Harry's album has four sides, A, B, C, and D, and they're kind of divided up a bit by sort of emotions and content we've got like the loud bangers on a sort of the sadder songs on b um c seems to be more like these hippie in between songs and then Mm -hmm. d is just fine line um so how do you feel about sunflower being on the sort of hippie side of the album i mean it definitely works um musically i feel like it is most lined up with those other two songs um so yeah i think it makes sense that it's there i agree yeah it just it does have that i mean just flowers in general you think of like the 70s and hippies and Mm -hmm. it's just a spunky song yeah Um, yeah and it's got like a um kind of reggae vibe to it which i guess we'll get into more when we discuss the lyrics yes um, and then also, I don't know if I have an answer for this right now, maybe a bit. Um, but I was just thinking sort of how I have golden written here on the doc because <laughs> oh, I, I, saw that. <laughs> I accidentally started planning the song discussion for the song golden. Oh, and did you? Partway through, I'm going, wait a second. We already did golden. I was like, I better text Lucia and be like, <laughs> We need to pick a different song. And then I realized, no, we're not doing Golden. We're doing Sunflower Volume 6. (laughs) So I tried to take out all the places I said Golden, and then I did not. So (laughs) what I mean is how does Sunflower Volume 6 fit into the themes on Fine Line? We've talked about sort of big themes as like the fine line between love and friendship, love and hate, happiness and sadness, sort of the cusp of two emotions that might not really um, feel like they're close together, but you can go between them so easily. Mm -hmm. Um, Or two sort of things like love and friendship. Um, Yeah, do you have thoughts on that? How uh, Sunflower sort of fits in that? Um, I think, like, there's one way that you can kind of look at the album, which I honestly haven't really done, but I've definitely seen other people do, um, where they look at it as kind of like a projection or like a storyline or maybe I did do this when we did like our album original album review um but where like this song is kind of like the um like kind of fond reminiscing portion of a relationship Mm. um which would kind of fit into the theme of the album if it was like a trajectory of feelings about a breakup or relationship um but I feel like this specific song it does have like a little bit of a quality to me of like um kind of like a difference like there the song melody um like instruments is very like trippy and upbeat and happy and it's like sunflower um and then there's also like um 
like kind of some darkness in it too mm. like not in not necessarily in a bad way but there's almost like a little bit of like um like crazy feeling in it mm-hmm. um which i feel like could kind of relate to the the fine line theme of like you know is this is this like just a happy like upbeat light song or is it like a is it insanity <laughs> yes i love that you know no i totally feel that definitely i didn't even think like it is it does have parts where you're like whoa <laughs> like uh-huh. like <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah i totally get that um and i think also coming after the sort of side b which is sadder songs um it kind of reflects the the fine line between like you know being really devastated of a relationship and then Mm -hmm. like getting over it and looking back in a happy way or like looking back in a golden light or seeing the good things as well Mm -hmm. um so i feel like that too um yeah 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 um, I'm sure we can delve more into it when we start dissecting the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, I just liked this comment that I saw on Genius. If you want to read it, Lucia. Um, sure. Yeah. Potentially the final stage of grief in Harry's journey, along with Canyon Moon, the following track, Acceptance. That was confusing. They're saying, along with the following track, Canyon Moon, this is potentially the final stage of grief in Harry's journey, acceptance. Harry seems to be reflecting on the good memories of his relationship. The sunflower here may represent the good times of the past, which he yearns for more than the melody he's now attempting to write, and which is kept sweet in his memory. As he hoped to be let inside of his past lover's emotions and mind, seen in the lyrics of Golden describing his relative openness compared to his lover, to know them better, he now hopes to find a way instead to know their good times better in order to immortalize these highs in his melody. Harry notes that the reality of these memories, the symbolic sunflowers, do die in the physical sense, but that this track's melody represents the new seeds planted in order to keep the memory alive and sweet. Isn't that really nice? Yeah, that is nice. I wonder who wrote that. I know. It was like just some anonymous comment on Genius. And I was like, wow, why is this better than any song discussion (laughs) we've ever done? (laughs) I'm like, I I think when we go lyric by lyric, like, I don't come up with like this big, you know, overarching story, like in this same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah. Um, I thought that was such a nice way to look at the song. Especially, I think Sunflower isn't quite clear. There's a lot of confusing lines, and this is just, mm-hmm. like, one way to sort of put it all together in a cohesive storyline, which I like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Sunflower Volume 6 is a real title. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give us full space to talk about this, and I was reminded when Harry released sort of those little stars like it was like uh we had to guess what the song titles were and mm-hmm. instead of like giving us the letters he gave us little stars for it, what how many letters were in each word and sunflower volume six was a weird one and we thought like oh it has to be like and i because like what goes three letters and then one letter you right. know there's only a and i that do three and one um so yeah we were wrong about that (laughs) (laughs) i wish that i could find where we did our guesses of the songs i know 
I just, I'm trying to look in the dock, but I feel like it's going to be too hard to find. <laughs> yeah. But wait, track, find line, track list. Is that before we knew or after we knew? I don't know. Let me look. Oh, no, this is after we got it. Well. Yeah, our, I, I want to know how accurate our guesses are. Maybe at one point <laughs> we can go back through all of them and, like, yes. hash out what they all were. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I wanted to look up the definition of volume because, like, I use that word and, like, I know it, um, mm-hmm. but I just kind of wanted a succinct definition. And also for people who don't speak English as their first language, it's kind of like an obscure word. Um, so a volume is a physical book. It may be printed or handwritten. I don't think it has to be a physical book, by the way. Yeah. Um, it may be printed or handwritten. The term is commonly used to identify a single book that is part of a larger collection. Volumes are typically identified sequentially with Roman or Arabic numerals, i.e. volume three or volume like III. Um, and vol- volume is abbreviated V-O-L-W, which is what, ha- I mean, not W, period. <laughs> why Why was W so close in my head to the word period? I don't know. It's so weird. Um, like, sometimes, you know, you say the wrong word and you're like, oh, I get why I said that one because it's sort of, like, linked to this one. Not oh. not sure why W is close to period. Um, but, yeah, so... It seems to me like the fact that this is Sunflower Volume 6, this is the sixth version or the sixth sort of song in a series of songs about this person or, you know, maybe they had different versions of Sunflower and this is the one that they ended with and the one they liked the most. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I really don't know i feel like um there's a good possibility that it was that they had six different songs Mm -hmm. and this was the one that um like made onto the album or like the final version Mm -hmm. um i remember i watched um there's this guy i think his name is blake mclean he's a producer and one of our um, patrons actually recommended us to watch his video and I remember I was watching his, and um, he said about, he was talking about this song at the end where Harry does all the, like, boop, 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 all the, like, little noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was saying that it's possible that that could have been him, like, um, uh, like ideas for instruments and, like, music, like, in the beginning oh. when you're writing a song. Because he said he does that a lot. Like, if he's writing a song, he'll just be, like, do 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 you know, like, to yeah. to simulate, like, oh, this is what I would like here. Or, like, I think this yeah. should go here. So I was kind of thinking, like, oh, I wonder if that's what Harry was doing. Like, you know, part of the – when they were writing the song, he had some, like, boop boops in there to, like, mm. sim- to like as a placeholder for later there to be instruments. And then they kept it in. Um, yeah. Which would kind of, like – um, make sense too if there was like multiple versions of the song um, because I don't know I just feel like that kind of goes together like mm-hmm. if they were like writing you know a bunch of different versions of the song or like trying to figure you know if this was a song that took some time yeah. to like figure out yeah oh I love that yeah because usually when someone's like laughing on a track or there's some talk it's like it was something natural that happened in the studio i feel like Mm -hmm. and it gets put into the song so that makes so much sense about like the ending yeah yeah it also could have just been a totally aesthetic choice that that you thought it sounded cool (laughs) (laughs) or it could be like volume six could be like um 
it could like there could be six songs that are like about the same person yeah that's what about I was the thinking same situation and, and like so, this like, one's like the six and the last or something like, yeah yeah i don't know and maybe the other six are like on this album like right i don't know like yeah. golden could be like volume one yeah <laughs> i don't know um yeah it's really cool mm-hmm. and i it's so funny that he named it volume you know like yeah. rather than like <laughs> part one right. or version one it's volume yeah <laughs> very sophisticated mm-hmm. these are the things we need like another one of those documentaries to find out like where did this thing come from like it's so interesting mm-hmm. um yeah so maybe we'll see the other versions one day maybe we won't yeah. <laughs> likelihood we won't <laughs> um but yeah good title very interesting very i did unique. i did find my guesses for the song titles oh yeah and they're so boring oh <laughs> what are they well for sunflower i just said and i because apparently i could not think of what mm. the nine letter word was <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i wonder what ones i had i don't know yeah my guess for track six which is falling was darling weird yeah. <laughs> a premonition of sorts uh-huh. um all right should we get into the song analysis yes so we start with the intro which is sunflower sunflower my eyes want you more than a melody let me inside wish i could get to know you sunflowers sometimes keep it sweet in your memory i was just tongue-tied um, so it starts out with all these, like, <laughs> the way I've described instruments on this one is wild. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> bouncy sounds, <laughs> mm-hmm. rewinding sounds, mm-hmm. boings, um, maybe some organ playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of interesting, like, swirly, twirly, just-ness, a vibe about the, this song in general and, like, this intro. And apparently he's saying Sunflower backwards. It's, like, a rewinded right. version of him saying Sunflower in the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done it myself, but I read that. So, yeah. I feel like you will better be able to talk about music here, Lucia. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the interesting thing about this song is that... Um, there is so much going on with yeah. the music. Um, I think that's like what makes this song this song. It's just got like so many instruments and they're all like going all over the place. Like there's yes. like melodies ups and down and like all over the place. Um, but it's like it works and it's like it really works and it, it um, it's like very groovy and like the way mm. that the melodies and like instruments all kind of line up. Um, and also, like, all the sections of the song are really different. Like, the verses to the pre-chorus to the chorus are all, like, have their own, like, instruments happening. Um, mm. There's just, like, so much going on. Which I can I think kind of, like, adds to the kind of trippy, um, like, insanity feeling of the song. Because yeah. you can't, like, pinpoint. Like, you can't listen to it unless you're, like, an expert you can't like listen to it and be like oh there's that instrument oh there's that instrument right it's all like (laughs) and yet somehow it works yeah there's um 
there is a sound in the song that kind of sounds like a sitar. Um, it could be like a distorted mm. guitar. Um, but I think there is a sitar on this when I was reading the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. which makes sense because, um, the Beatles, uh, were like the first, um, like band to kind of bring a sitar into like non, like into different genres of music. Um, specifically they had one in Norwegian wood, but they use it a lot. Um, which makes sense because this song, um, has like a very Beatles vibe to it. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I can definitely see them using a kind of like distorted sitar in it. Um, and then, yeah, it also has a very strong, like reggae sound to it as well. And which Harry kind of references in the lyrics too, because he talks about dance hall, um, which I guess we can talk Mm -hmm. about when we get to that lyric. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you for describing that so nicely for me. Yeah. Also, um, I love the bass of the song, like, immediately when it starts. I feel like that was the first mm-hmm. thing I kind of, like, gravitated towards. It's got a really, really mm-hmm. fun bass. Yeah. Um, so in terms of lyrics in this intro, I have a lot of thoughts. I feel like my thoughts go all over the place. As to yeah. What things mean. <laughs> I'm not as succinct as that genius writer. Um... <laughs> So I said, like, well, first of all, Sunflower seems to be sort of this term of endearment for his lover, um, where it's like, that's his, that's what he's calling this person is like this, a sunflower. And to me, Sunflower reminds me of like life and love and beauty and just like a, like amazing, tall, like shining flower. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sunflowers. Um definitely also golden and like oh, i always yeah. think of golden and sunflowers and that reminds me of the first song on the album like golden mm-hmm. um and also just like plants in general grow and die and there's sort of this life cycle that i mean we learn about and is very symbolic of lots of things like new growth out of death um mm-hmm. and i think that's a theme we see on this song in general um so yeah, I just like the symbol of the sunflower um, as this placeholder for a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harry says, my eyes want you more than a melody, which I feel like could mean a lot of things. Like maybe he's saying he loves them so much. He loves them more than he loves music. He mm-hmm. wants them more than like a song melody. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe he's saying he wants them more than he can put into words and put into a melody and put into a song mm, yeah. Um, yeah and then also timeline wise it feels like this song is a bit of a reflection on sort of the good times in a relationship mm-hmm. but the way that he goes in and out of the reflections feel like some moments he's in the past some moments he's in the present and it can be kind of like a little confusing and i'm trying to figure out where he is when and i don't Mm -hmm. think it's always clear cut um but um it's like it almost feels like i don't know maybe um like wish i could get to know you let me inside um like he's that was how he was feeling maybe at the time where they were starting their relationship. Right. But then sunflowers sometimes keep it sweet in your memory. It feels like relationship is over. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was tongue-tied like he was when they were first getting to know each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, the timeline is something I'm going to try to follow throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I see the theme of let me inside, wish I could get to know you. Like, that's the theme we see on Fine Line about wanting to be open and communicate, mm-hmm. sort of um, in contrast to his first album, where it seemed like there was no communication and he struggled with communication and he wasn't good at being open. Like, this time around, he's really making that effort to be open and wanting to, like, get to know someone. Um we yeah. see that in Gold- Golden. He says, I know that you're scared because I'm so open. Mm-hmm. Um, fine line, he says, spreading you open is the only way of knowing you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so we see that a lot. Very similar, yeah. Yeah. And just in general, I love on this song, the memory, melody, wordplay. I think there's a lot of wordplay on this song, which is fun. Mm-hmm. But I love that memory, melody. They're just... Um, yeah, I just, I like it sonically. It sounds good. Me too. Yeah, um, and I, oh, do you have another? No, I was going to say, I just babbled on, so <laughs> please go. Well, I feel like going off of what you're saying about the connections to, like, the title track, Fine Line, um, where it's, like, spreading you open is the only way to get to know you. There's also, um, and talking about the first album, there's also the tongue tied is repeated. Um, yes. So in the song ghosts. he says, sunflowers keep it, sometimes keep it sweet in your memory. I was just tongue tied. And then in Two Ghosts, um, there's actually multiple references between these two songs because there's also the like dancing in the kitchen, um, which we can get to when we get there. Um, but this first one is, um, well, I guess I'll read the whole thing. It's the fridge light washes this room white. Moon dances over your good side. This was all we used to need. Tongue tied like we've never known. Telling those stories we already told. Because we don't say what we really we really mean. So I find it interesting that like tongue tied is mentioned mm-hmm. in both of those songs. And that like there's the connection of the dancing in the kitchen too. Even though Go- Two Ghosts doesn't mention dancing. I feel like everyone who listens to it pictures that. Especially because <laughs> it, like, connects to Taylor Swift songs. And yes. she's always talking about dancing in kitchens, mm-hmm. I feel like. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely a lot of connections you could make, like, between the first album and this song. And, like, especially, like, the themes of communication. And I feel like him saying, I was just tongue-tied as kind of him, um, like, referencing that. Like, mm. I just didn't know what to say before and it's almost like he's saying like i do now Mm -hmm. he's just like i was just tongue-tied yeah yeah i i love those connections between two ghosts in this song Mm -hmm. so good yeah um do you have more to say on this intro um i don't think so i guess the only other thought i had about the my eyes want you more than a melody and i'm maybe taking this from something i read um because i feel like it all just gets mixed into my head and then i'm like did i think of that or did someone else think of that i definitely stole half of my thoughts from (laughs) other people like on genius or like i read other people's versions of like what they thought and well it's hard because like you read things or you hear things and then like time passes and then you're like did i think this or did i hear someone else say this yeah um but whatever this thought is it's the idea of um my eyes want you more than a melody almost being like that idea of when you break up with someone and you like write a really great song about the breakup 
or like mm-hmm. you have the music that you like wrote about your heartbreak or like wrote about that person but then mm-hmm. the idea of like I would rather have the person and not the songs mm, um, yeah. I feel like this I could like be referring that. to that like I want you more than a melody like I would rather have yeah. this relationship and not have all these songs I wrote about you um, yes oh my god that's so good yeah it reminds me of this um there, there's this I think is it this American Life I, I can't remember, but it's Starly Kine, and she actually interviews um, Phil Collins, and they had mm. this literal conversation where she asked him, like, because he had written one of, like, his most famous songs about, um, like, his ex, and she asked him, like, would you, like, keep, what like, would you choose, like, the music or your ex? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that could be what this is referencing. Not, not mm. Phil Collins, but that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carrie's singing about Phil Collins. Yes. <laughs> Phil Collins is our sunflower. <laughs> um, okay, getting into the pre-chorus. I don't want to make you feel bad, but I've been trying hard not to talk to you. Sunflower, sunflower, sunflower. Mm. Um, so it seems like maybe this is after the breakup. <laughs> and... Uh-huh. Harry is really trying hard not to talk to this person. Like, it's an effort for him not to reach out. And he doesn't want to make them feel bad. Maybe, like, in that, I don't want to make you feel bad, but, God, I'm missing you so badly. And I'm, like, finding it really hard not having you there as someone I can call. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't want you to feel bad that you wanted to leave me. But, God, this is how I'm, I'm, like, not doing well, you know? Yeah. Um, But I feel like there's other ways to take that. Well, I feel like it could also be, like, he's ignoring someone, and he's like, I don't want to make you feel bad. I'm just, I can't talk to you. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the one I originally was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's, like, they're trying to reach out and be friends, and he's just like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else do I have? Especially when reflecting on all the happy sunflower memories. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about this pre-chorus? No. So then we move into the chorus. I couldn't want you anymore. Kiss in the kitchen like it's a dance floor. I couldn't want you anymore tonight, 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 tonight. <laughs> um, so this chorus is interesting because it actually goes like lighter and more head voice than the verses which is usually the opposite i believe in music where like the chorus kind of like bangs in this almost mm-hmm. feels like it's a verse or a bridge or something because it is so floaty and head voicey yeah um yeah do you want to speak to that a bit or whatever you thought about sort of the music of this part well i think it just goes with what i was saying before about how it feels like the song is there's like di- so many different parts to it like the verses are really different from the pre-chorus and then the chorus like they're all kind of their own like little sections um which I think is is more similar to how music was written in like the 70s which Mm. is like kind of like the era of music that I feel like Harry's like um referencing a lot in this album yeah um and I think like songs were more like that back then whereas now like kind of our like current pop songs tend to not do that like you don't really hear songs that have like a verse and then the chorus is like totally different yeah and I feel like that's what this song does 
Um, and yeah, it's such an interesting, weird chorus. <laughs> yes. Um, cause yeah, it just goes, it gets like quieter and like, yeah, as you said, he's like singing up in the head voice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's almost like a little quiet moment and then it gets like loud and groovy again when it goes back into the verse. Right. Which is kind of different. Yeah. Very different. I love the overlapping tonight, 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 like those parts Oh my I god, yeah. So pretty. It felt yeah. I felt very like maybe it is Beatles, but I just thought of Queen. Sort of that overlapping yeah, lots totally. of voices mm-hmm. where like they're all like coming in from different directions. Um, yes. That felt very Queen to me. Yeah. And I just loved it. I really loved that too. It's it was a really cool melody and like and the timing of it, how they all came came in. I feel like the um the feeling of the song of the lyrics kind of being confusing of like, is this present day? Is this the past? Like, are you reminiscing? Like, what is the timeline? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the musical choices um, kind of mimic that, um, especially like even in the yeah. beginning with like the rewinding sunflower um, is like, mm. you know, if you were like, if this song was like a movie, it would be like the like, like rewind back to the beginning of the yes. relationship or whatever. <laughs> And then, like, this, like, tonight, tonight, tonight kind of has a similar, like, weird time feeling to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes you kind of a little discombobulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of sort of the meaning of this, it seems like almost this this moment, this moment in time he's thinking back to is, like, I've seen people talk about the sunflower as also just, like, the highlights of a relationship, like, the golden parts of a relationship, like, when you look back on the happy times and sort of Mm -hmm. aren't focusing on the negative stuff or, like, why you broke up or what was going wrong. Um, It feels like this was just one of those happy moments that you look back on. Right. Like, you're, like, dancing in the kitchen, you're you're kissing in the kitchen, it's sort of lighthearted, and I couldn't want you anymore. Just that feeling of... The sort of feeling you get in Watermelon Sugar and Adore You, where it's just like, as Harry said, you're like, take me. Like, mm-hmm. like I just, I couldn't want you anymore. Like, I'm just so obsessed with you. I'm so in love with you. Like, this feeling is so wonderful. And I don't think it could be any more than this. Like, this just feels like the best feeling. Yeah. Um, it just feels like such a beautiful memory he's having here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there's also the wordplay of, I couldn't want you anymore. As in, I couldn't want you any more than I want you, but I, but also like I couldn't want you anymore. Like Ooh, I don't want you anymore, or yeah. I shouldn't want you anymore. Um, the yeah. way it's written is any space more, but obviously when you sing it, there's that dual meaning. Um, right. It could be either. Yeah, I couldn't want you anymore. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, I also feel like the way it's written know. too is like. It could be talking about the past because, like, you could say, like, back then I couldn't want you more. Like, because couldn't, you know, yeah. it could be, like, the right. past. And then also even, like, kiss in the kitchen like it's a dance floor, the way it's written. It doesn't say, like, we kissed or, like, I'm kissing mm. you. It's, like, I mean, it's it, it definitely seems like you would say this more if you're talking about present tense. But it also could be, like, any tense because it just starts with, it's just, like, kiss in the kitchen. It doesn't say, like, who is right. kissing who. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Kiss in the kitchen. 
Mm-hmm. I love the the k- kiss in the kitchen. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and that like imagery of like of dance like dancing in a kitchen again, like mm-hmm. evoking the two ghosts. I mean, what line. a classic. Yeah, I feel like we've all experienced singing and dancing in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, it's one of my favorite things to do. Me too. And, like it just like you're very comfortable with a person when you're doing that. It's like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're at a point where you're able to kind of like let yourself go a little bit. Yeah. In the best way. Mm-hmm. Moving into the next verse, we have wondering head shake, tired eyes are the death of me, mouth full of toothpaste before I got to know you. I've got your face hung up high in the gallery. I love this shade, sunflower, sunflower. And then there's a musical breakdown. <laughs> and then it says. <laughs> yeah. Your flowers just died. Plant new seeds in the melody. Let me inside. I want to get to know you. Um, so what do you think musically here is going on? Um, I think like more of the same, just like crazy melodies and like instruments that you can't to, like figure out what they are <laughs> like yeah um, yeah it's it's such like a yeah. fun song to listen to like it's just so enjoyable yes it's, like ear candy it's so enjoyable um yeah i mean oh i love that particularly okay. like the um the chorus is what gets stuck in or actually mm. yeah the chorus is what gets stuck in my head um mm-hmm. i couldn't want you anymore like when yes, I, after I so listen to this song I'm, for like hours or days later, I'll just be like, do, 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 yes, because it's just so like catchy and fun to sing. It's so pretty. Like what a delicate, gorgeous thing to say. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't want you anymore. Kiss in the kitchen like it's a dance floor. Like that's yeah. just oh, amazing lyrics. Yeah, and this the, like you like that little like melody that you just sung is so delicate and pretty and mm-hmm. mm, love it. Yeah, I um, find it really interesting that there's like the, this eyes repeated because the first verse he says, um, or the intro, I guess he says, "My eyes want you more than a melody," which is like kind of a weird thing to say, like "My eyes yeah. want you," um, and then in here he says, "Tired eyes are the death of me." Mm. Um, so it's like an interesting repetition because that's like not a common phrase to say, like "My eyes want you more than a melody." Yeah. That is interesting. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And it's, I feel like the my eyes want you more than a melody are like saying like you're you're so beautiful. Like mm. I'm like looking at you and I want to like look at you more than I want to like listen to this melody. Yeah. Um, but then I'm not sure like tired eyes are the death of me. Um, yeah. Because like, like when I. Oh, yeah. I go. W- no, you go for it. No, no, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like when I first heard this, I thought oh, like, maybe he's, like, he is really tired, and that sort of, he's been on tour, and, like, that brought the end of a relationship, but then I read something on Tumblr, and they were saying, like, tired eyes of the death of me is, like, you know, when, when you're lying next to someone, and they just wake up, and they sort of, like, have that morning sleepy sort of feeling, and it's, like, oh, you're gonna be the death of me, because you're so, like, gorgeous which fits with like the toothpaste thing because it it's totally like maybe does someone's like brushing their teeth in the mirror and their eyes are all puffed up but like he's obsessed with them because of that you know that so, i love that i know i like totally didn't think of it that way 
Yeah. Because um, I was thinking, especially with the wondering head shake, it mm-hmm. almost felt like maybe he was kind of like trying to clear his head. Like he was having these thoughts and he was like trying to shake himself out of his head. Like he's wondering yeah. about something, but he's like, no, head shake, like get me out of that. Kind of like an in the moment, like talking to himself, like right. type of thing. Yeah. Um, well, and after like hearing um, that theory about tired eyes, like it almost makes me think of, of like, um, if it's like the first, like you've like spent the first night with someone and you're like wondering like what it meant or like what is, who is this person or like wondering about your feelings and then the head shake, like I almost think of someone like smiling to themselves and shaking their head. Like if you're so like enamored with someone that you like just met or you like slept with someone for the first time and you're like so obsessed with them and you're like shaking your head at yourself and how like obsessed you are with someone it's so cute and I love that mouthful of toothpaste before I got to know you like yeah it makes me think of two people like brushing their teeth in the mirror together and like Mm -hmm. sort of like you know bumping each other and being like yeah we don't really know each other yet but we're Mm -hmm. gonna probably get to know each other yeah Um, (laughs) and the way it's phrased like before I got to know you it feels like there was an after where he got to know the person yeah totally and I, I feel like there's like potentially a time jump like wondering head shake tired eyes or the death of me mouthful of toothpaste before I got to know you is like a snapshot of like their the first time they met or like their first mm-hmm. night together or like the very beginning of their relationship and then it like fast forwards to like after the breakup and it's like I've got your face hung up and high in the gallery I love this shade your flowers just died like that mm. seems like the reminiscing yeah part see I thought I I thought it was th- I thought it broke up too but I thought the broke up breakup happened when at the music that. breaks yeah, when the music breaks, where it's like the I've got your face hung up high in a gallery could still be like that when you're sort of just seeing this person as like this wonderful piece of art, mm-hmm. like almost like reverent. Mm-hmm. And then the musical breakdown happens and it's like your flowers just died. It probably <laughs> like, makes more sense that way because of the way the that, relationship yeah. ended. Yeah. But, like I could also see that hung up high in the gallery could also be like someone like, you know, you've got this painted picture in your memory you're sort of hanging up in your gallery in your head where you're like it's over but I've still sort of got you high up in my gallery in my head you know yeah I feel like lyrically it makes it sounds more like a reminiscing and like it sounds more like the other lyrics of like my memory and like like how yeah how you're keeping this person in your your memory like Mm -hmm. I love that musical breakdown. I think it's sitar there. It sounds very, like, squidgy and bouncy. Yes, it's so fun. Yeah, I love it. Um, you also get this uh, big deep breath in that Harry takes before he says, oh, yeah, your gasp. flowers just died. <laughs> where it's, that's why, like, that's where I felt like it was like, oh, your flowers just died. Like, mm-hmm. they just died. And maybe it just means, like, the relationship's over and now it's, like, it's in another timeline. Um, mm-hmm. but he says like, um, plant new seeds. Where is it? In plant new seeds in the melody. So like kind of, even though the flowers have died, it's like a rebirth of the love and like you're taking whatever it was and putting it into a song and it's kind of like giving new life or giving life to what was such a wonderful time in his life, even though it's over, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought it could be someone who's just experienced like a bad breakup or something and when he's getting to know them 
their relationship is the new seeds. So like someone's gone through something where it felt like all their flowers died. And now with Harry, they're starting something new and he's like, let me inside. I want to get to know you, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're starting something new here. Yeah, definitely. I really love that, that line because it, it like adds, it like changes the whole kind of meaning or feeling of the song. Um, like your flowers Which line? just um your flowers just died. Mm. Um cuz I feel like obviously once we're like analyzing it, we're seeing all of the like pieces, but when you're just like listening to it through, it just right. sounds like um happy, I couldn't want you more, like blah blah blah, yeah. and then it's like your flowers just died and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of like jarring. Yeah. Do you have anything else about this bit? I don't think so. I feel like there's more to be analyzed in this. Like, I love Mm. this shade. Your flowers just died. But nothing has, like, come to me about it. So. Yeah. I'm curious if any listeners have, like, theories about this song. Yeah. Send them in. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Then we have pre-chorus. I don't want to make you feel bad, but I've been trying hard not to act a fool. Sunflower, sunflower, (laughs) sunflower. So, like, act a fool kind of means, like, I don't know, be foolish. I I almost think of it as, like, in this context, like, put yourself out there and not have it feelings reciprocate. Yeah. Like, reciprocated. Like, you don't want to act a fool. You don't want to, like, look kind of, like, uh, silly because you've done something that you shouldn't have done Mm -hmm. even though you might want to Mm -hmm. again it could be sort of similar to like either he's not wanting to reach out and then get rejected like in terms of a friendship or maybe he doesn't want to act a fool by like this other person is reaching out to trying to create a friendship since the breakout and he doesn't want to act a fool like Mm. I don't want to just be silly and like go back to you after like right sort of you ended things when I didn't want them to be Mm -hmm. ended or whatever Mm -hmm. I don't know do you have thoughts not really I mean I think for the first pre-chorus he says I've been trying hard not to talk to you and then this one says I've been trying hard not to act a fool so I feel like you could mm-hmm. probably relate those and be like, he's trying hard not to act a fool, like, by calling this person. Yeah. Um, when he, like, shouldn't or something. Yeah. Um, so then we get into the next chorus. I couldn't want you anymore. Kiss in the kitchen like it's a dance floor. I couldn't want you anymore. Tonight, 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 tonight. Mm. I couldn't want you anymore. Kids in the kitchen listen to dance hall. I couldn't want you anymore. Tonight, 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 tonight. So the background sounds in this one are very, like, techy. It almost felt like old school Game Boy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, like, in this chorus in particular. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, this is, like, the lyric switch up, which is so nice. I love a lyric switch up in a chorus. It feels like mm-hmm. a bold move that not many people make. Yeah. Where it goes from kiss in the kitchen like it's a dance floor to kids in the kitchen listen to dance hall. Mm-hmm. Um and just the imagery of kids in the kitchen I feel like I mean it could be talking about someone's children in the kitchen like potentially Mm -hmm. thinking about having children with someone but I just think too it's almost just like you know when you're sort of in that innocent youthful Mm. um not innocent but like young sort of exciting time in a relationship Mm -hmm. where you're just like young kids especially looking back you're like oh we were just kids in that kitchen dancing around listening to dance hall i i get that 
vibe from it, you know? Totally. Yes. I think um, I get kind of like, were you going to say something? No, Fine. you go. I get kind of like multiple meanings from this line because I think it, I think it totally is supposed to evoke like what you said about like being like young and like ki- kids in the kitchen. Um, but I think it was written probably more um, literally because I think that because they recorded um, or they did these writing sessions in Jamaica um, mm-hmm. and dance hall is a Jamaican type of music. So I kind of thought like he was probably watching. There was probably like some kids like literally dancing in a kitchen in Jamaica listening to dance hall like while he was writing this song or something. Wait, but I thought he did. He was in Jamaica for his first album. I think, yeah, but I think it could still be, like, referencing that. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. Because I feel like it's just such a direct, or, like, mm-hmm. such a specific line um, that I feel like yeah. it could be. And, and it could be, too, that, like, maybe he's, like, remembering, like, the time he was there, like, watching, yeah. like, and that happened, like, while he was thinking about this relationship or, like, in this relationship or, like... I feel mm-hmm. like it could still be referencing it. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, and I think like to the song, the dance hall line is interesting because the song kind of definitely has like a kind of like reggae feel to it. I'm definitely not mm-hmm. an expert on dance hall, but I know that it's a music that um, was like born out of reggae. The first like popular dance hall artist in the US was Sean Paul. If anyone doesn't know what dance hall is, you probably have heard Sean Paul. Like, um, what was his popular song? Get Busy. Um, it was early 2000s. So I guess if you're a young person, maybe you haven't heard him. Um, but, like, reggae is, like, more the more, like, laid back, like, peaceful, like, kind of spiritual music. And then dance hall is, like, a little more raunchy. And it tends to be, like, people do, like, um, rapping. It's called toasting, actually. Um, but it's basically, like, rapping over rhythm. And I, I think that, like, people think that dance hall was, like, the predecessor to, like, rap. Because um, mm. it was the first, like, music where, um, like, DJs would kind of, like, rap over, like, the rhythm. That's um, so interesting. But the song Sunflower kind of has that vibe to it. And I just feel like it's too much of a coincidence to have a line, um, kids in the kitchen listen to dance hall when he was, like, in Jamaica mm. writing. Um, right. Because it seems very coincidental. I feel like this is one of the yeah. most, like, dancey songs of Harry's. Like, it's just so groovy. And I really mm-hmm. want to, like, what, what, there's a, I think there's two um, live versions of him doing this song. Um, there's the one that he did in, like, the Secret Show in London. And then the LA, like, Forum one. And I feel like mm-hmm. when he's performing this song, like, I want to see some hip rolls. Like, this yes. is a groovy song. And he just kind of stands there, like, very straight. And then mm. he does do his little hairy dance where he's, like, jumping around and, like, waving his arms. But I'm yeah. like, no, I want to see some, like, body rolls. Like, this is such a groovy song. I have to go song. back and watch. Um, so I don't know what, what will happen when he eventually goes on tour. If he's even going to play this song. I know. But it's just, like, such, like, a, a like groovy song. Like, you can't. I don't know. I when I listen to it, like I just can't like not move my hips to it. And so it's really yeah. funny to watch Harry perform it, and he's just like standing stick straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harold's. Um, also, side note: Coffee, the opener for Harry's tour, does dance hall music. So oh. I wonder if 
that connection came because Harry was getting interested in dance hall music. Yeah. Coffee ended up becoming his tour opener. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, Bridge, we have Sunflower, My Eyes Want You More Than a Melody. Let me inside, wish I could get to know you. Sunflowers just died. Keep it sweet in your memory. I'm still tongue-tied. Sunflower, sunflower. Um, so, yeah, sunflowers just died. Keep it sweet in your memory. Again, it, it's, that, that, it's, that, it's that feeling of even though the sunflower died or the relationship's over, it's like, keep it sweet in your memory like keeping the sweet good stuff of the relationship in memory mm-hmm. you know like you're gonna hold the person in a happy light even though something died mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess yeah um do you have thoughts on the bridge um i really like the i'm still tongue-tied because mm. i feel like in the beginning um i was kind of saying that it sounds like he was talking about like before like I was just tongue-tied like you mm-hmm. know earlier in the relationship or like when I first met you like I didn't know what to say I was just tongue-tied um and then he's in the bridge he's like I'm still tongue-tied like I still don't know yeah. what to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that so, yeah, I like still that. in that same space the person's still making him feel all sorts of ways yeah <laughs> um and then we have the outro which is iconic. Um, <laughs> I don't know what these words are here and if they really match, but I will read what's on this piece of paper. Excellent. Um, sunflower, 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 sunflower. I think there's a lot more repetition. Yeah. Um, and I woo, oh, <laughs> woo, woo, lots of woos. Yeah, there's a hay in there somewhere. Uh-huh. And then the do, 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 do. <laughs> Um, can you, do you think you could sing it, like, by memory? No. Uh, I definitely challenge. <laughs> that is a fun <laughs> challenge. There's a lot of, like, breaths he takes in there, too. You can hear him, like, going, <gasps> again. Um, I, I like, and, and we we saw that earlier in the song, too. I like that he uses, like, he uses his voice in weird ways that you wouldn't expect. But, like, that's a part of it. Like, hearing the breaths, hearing, like, that adds to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I think this would just be so fun and on tour to sing. It's just so funny and silly and lighthearted, you know? Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I, I this would be so fun to, to see live and sing along to live. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, so funny. And, like, you know the all the audience, like, we're going to end up getting it down pat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything else about the outro? No, I just, I love it so much, and I think this song, it seems like this was, was must have been such a song, fun song to write, and such a fun song to, like, record and sing. Yeah. Um, it really does seem like it. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we got another song discussion in. Let us know what you guys think about this song. If you had totally different opinions on what it meant, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and let us know what song you want us to do next. So for our Black Lives Matter segment, um, I wanted to talk about a photographer that I've been following for a couple years now called Paul Edwards. Um, uh, His Instagram is at Paul underscore Edwards with two S's at the end. 
um, on Instagram, and he's a Stockholm photographer from Stockholm, Sweden. Sweden. I found him through Maya Nilsson and Julia Dang. They did. They had a YouTube channel called The Lineup. Um, I don't think they still do that. Mm. Um, now they're each doing their own other things, and they both have Instagrams. And I also recommend following them. Um, but they are friends with this photographer, and he's done photo shoots with them before. Um, and he just, like, works with really bright colors a lot. Like, lots of pops of colors, the way he edits um, his photos. They're so pretty. Um, a lot of sort of, like, fashion stuff. Um, and, yeah, I always just see his work and am really obsessed with it. So I highly recommend going and following him on Instagram. These are really beautiful photos. Yeah. Uh, and then my recommendation today is to read the Emily Ratajkowski, I don't know how to say her last name, essay called Buying Myself Back, a trigger warning for sexual assault in it. Um, but it was such a good essay. I very much related to a lot of the stuff she talked about. It's quite heavy, like be prepared. It's a long read. It's a heavy read, but it's such a good one. And it's one that I want men <laughs> to read because <laughs> I think that's super important just to sort of feel the feelings I think a lot of um a lot of us experience uh in different ways in our lives have you read it Lucia I have not when did this come out um a couple days ago so mm. she's a model you you'll probably recognize her she's a model that um she was in that that's that man's music video blurred lines so she was oh, in that music video right. oh wow from oh. a long time ago does she talk yeah. about it um she doesn't talk about i mean that that's mentioned in it but that's not mm. what the whole thing is about she just talks yeah. about a lot of her experiences as a model some of them like where she gets sexually assaulted mm. but also just in general about men owning women yeah and owning their bodies and owning their photos and uh, sort of she talks about revenge porn, stuff like that. So it's very heavy. But even if you haven't experienced something like sexual assault or revenge porn, um, you probably have experienced some of the feelings she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's just and, and then I encourage you to look at how other people have responded to her essay because it feels like everyone's sort of coming together and being like, I also experienced that in my own way. Um, so yeah, it's, it was really good. I'll definitely read this. Yeah. And what's your recommendation today, Lucia? So I was going to recommend a audiobook that I just started because it's an author that I love and she has a new book out, but I haven't actually read it yet. Um, and when we were talking about, um, this song, uh, and I mentioned that this American Life episode, I realized, oh, I should recommend that because it's like one of my favorites. Um, mm. So the episode, it's episode 339 of This American Life. It's called Breakup. It was originally released in August 2007. Um, but it's writer Starly Kine, and she talks about what makes the perfect breakup song and whether really sad music can actually make you feel better. Um, and she interviews Phil Collins, and she writes her own breakup song. Um and it's just, like, it is one of my favorite This American Life episodes. I've definitely listened to it, like, multiple times over the years. Mm, that um, sounds so interesting. It's so interesting. The, the episode has, like, a few different 
acts in it, but I think the Starly Kind is like act one. But I would definitely go listen to it because it's just, it's so sweet. It's so relatable. It's so like, I just, I really, really love it. So mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend um, Breakup, episode 339. Um, cool. And with This American Life, you can go to their website and you can actually just listen to like the acts. So you can go to their website mm-hmm. and like just listen to the Starly Kind um, piece of that episode if you don't want to listen to mm-hmm. like the whole episode although the whole episode is good mm-hmm. cool thank you for that recommendation mm-hmm. um let us know what you thought about the episode today uh what you think of my policeman <laughs> and Harry <laughs> being cast in it um what you're excited about uh any other songs you want us to discuss or thoughts on sunflower thank you so much for listening to episode 237 of talk direction you can follow us on twitter at talk underscore direction you can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com go to our instagram which is just talk direction and you can follow us individually on twitter and instagram i am at caitlin ir foster and caitlin is spelled c-a-i-t-l-i-n and Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And then head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash talkdirection if you would like extra bonus content. Again, we're putting out four episodes a month there of Talk Direction down low and only two main episodes. So if you want to hear more from us, go check that out. We're talking about My Policeman, sort of more in depth about that and what it will be like for Harry playing a queer character, um, more talk about fall, folklore, and 1D quizzes online. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, leave us a review to help more people discover the show, and listen on SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 238. Bye! Bye!